Alright guys, you know what time it is. Get them, holy ghost. Let's go, baby. They gave her to me. I am Welcome to the Father's Stage. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Don't forget that the Father's Stage is now on Locals.com. So click the link in the description to support our work. And again, thank you in advance. You can also support the Father's Stage by joining our channel membership on YouTube. That's amazing. I have with me Daniel Adams. He is the founder of the Supernatural Life Ministry. Daniel, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. I'm excited. Amazing. And so how long have you been um, doing the Super Life Life Ministry? Yeah, I've, uh, I founded the Supernatural Life right after, uh, right after COVID it is actually when it broke out and everything. It started online and uh, it kept going. I was for years out on the streets and uh, doing a lot of evangelism out there. And I started it as a vlog channel and it kind of birthed into the ministry you see it as today. Nice. And um, so were you called to be a, you a minister? Were you called to be a minister or did you go to school for it? No, it kind of found me. I was like the Peter on the boat type dude. I was actually cage fighting when, when I got called into, into ministry. Right. And um, do you believe that human beings are in a fallen state? Uh, not until, well, yeah, until they accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and they are born again. Yeah, they are. And how would you define that fallen state? How would people know when they're in a fallen state? Uh, when their life is upside down, when they're walking in darkness, when they're in despair, going through depression, uh, going through any, anything that's dark is a fallen state. So that's one of the best ways to tell that you're, you're fallen. Right. And so I, uh, when you were called by God at the time you were in a fallen state, am I right? Uh, I was in sin. So yeah, I would and, say, yeah, I was in, a, I was in a fallen state. Yeah. And so are you in the fallen state now or are you over it? No, I'm a new creation, man. I'm rocking and rolling. Nice. <laughs> and and what is the uh, supernatural life? What is that exactly? Uh, the supernatural life is the, the goal of that, the ministry, is to get all believers walking in the supernatural power of God. Because I believe unless we walk in the supernatural power of God, we're, we're limited. You know, uh, it says in the Bible that I don't come to you with just, Paul says, I don't come to you with just wise words, but with a demonstration of power. And if we really, truly believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we're going to see transformative power when the gospel is preached and we're going to see signs and wonders following. So that's the thing of this ministry is we equip the saints, like Ephesians 4.11 says, uh, for the works of ministry. And one of those things is that all, all believers should be operating in the supernatural power of God. And where did, uh, where did the word supernatural come from? Because I don't, I don't remember seeing it in the Bible. And I've come to realize that God's way of living is a natural way. And in the fallen state, it's unnatural. Where did the word supernatural come from? Because it gives the impression like it's like a space alien or something like that. Like, like it's beyond our reach. God doesn't mention that. Where did that word supernatural come from? And why do the Christians use that word? Yeah, because the world really doesn't understand until a person is born again where they're really from. You know, the Bible tells us that we are pilgrims passing through this, that it, we are making our pilgrimage through this world on the way to uh, our eternal glory that's found in heaven with Jesus Christ. So I use the word supernatural because the world only understands the word, word supernatural. It's catchy. It brings them in. You're not going to really find that in the Bible, but what you will find is the Greek word dunamis, which means power, the power of God, right? So um, I just use, use that word supernatural when like, but like you said, Jesse, the truth is, is it should be natural, right? It should be a natural thing. We yeah. all, we all should be this way, but the, the, the true reality is, is this world is in darkness and that's why we come to bring the light. 
and to bring the true natural reality to mankind. Amazing. And so in your bio, according to your bio, you founded a ministry after God spoke to you in a dream. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that dream? Yeah, I was it was interesting. It was an it got God has a sense of humor, you know. He had me on on the scene of funniest home videos. It was when Gene Bergeron was the host. I don't know, it was that was after um Bob Saget and all that. Um Gene Bergeron was the host and he was representing an authority, meaning he was representing God in that dream. And uh there was all these TV screens around me because you know funniest home videos was known for being on TV. So he points at uh he says, Daniel, you see all these TV screens, and I look around. This is about 2013 when I had this dream. He he points at the TV screens and he's like, You see these TV screens? And I go, Yeah. He says, I don't want you to use any of the TV screens. I want you to use the internet, just like that. And I woke up and I didn't understand it much at first, but all I did was I took my phone um and I started holding it, holding it in landscape mode and just started recording everything that I was doing on the streets and I was just being obedient to what I believe the dream said. And as you see today, it's birthed into what it has. And how long have you been doing this? Man, I, I, I've probably been, you know, faithfully telling people about Jesus Christ since 2011. Oh, okay. And do you have perfect peace now? Oh man. Having the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He's the Prince of Peace. He lives on the inside. Of course, I got peace. Yeah. Now, now to answer your question, perfect peace. Perfect peace is found when when we're continually re- residing in Him and we're focused continuously on Him. I ain't going to say that I don't have my flesh moments and I forget <laughs> I forget that perfect peace because then I'm going to tell you, talk to you like I'm some uh, perfect person and I'm not a perfect person by no means, but I serve a perfect God who perfects me. So. To say that I have peace all the time, no, but there is a reminder that when I do get under stress or when things happen that I have to go back to the Prince of Peace who contains all peace. And why don't you, now that you've been born again of the Father, and Mm -hmm. the Father is peace, Christ came so that we will have perfect peace. Mm -hmm. Why don't you have perfect peace all the time? Uh, the battles against uh, flesh and blood. You know, our our, our battles not against flesh and blood, but, uh, you know, principalities, rulers of darkness, all All that stuff, right? So, you know, the devil's job, obviously, is to pull us out of that perfect peace, and our flesh gets in the way. Our carnal nature tries to rise up on the inside of us. So I would say the reason that happens sometimes is because I would say we forget. You know, we forget sometimes, and we got to remember who the King of Glory is and who uh, Jesus is. So I would say that's, that's one of the reasons I don't 100% of the time like I should reside in it because, you know, like I said, there's times where you just you just have a moment, you know. And when you say you forget at times, what is it that you forget? Um, you know, the Bible talks in Galatians five of the character of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. Um, when I say forget, I forget's a, a strong, strong word. I don't. I would say I never really forget. I lose focus. Let's say that. Let's use that word. I lose focus of the the fruit of the Spirit because something in this world will happen that will pull me out of character. But also this is a moment for me to go. This is, this is a chance for me to grow stronger in who God has called me to be. This is something that's refining me. This is something that is uh, restructuring me or sanctifying me or, or conforming me into the image of God. So, um, you know, that's kind of what I mean by that. Oh, okay. And so when you do forget and you realize, oh, I'm overreacting to the world, so I've forgotten. And so you come back to remember what? I remember what the Lord has done for me. Oh, I get I myself. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember. I remember what Christ has accomplished on the cross at Calvary by His shed blood and His death, burial, and resurrection, and how He's empowered me by His Holy Spirit. You know, and that and that bring your peace back. Oh man, it bring, it, oh, it brings me perfect peace. What can I say? It brings what, me some. What does it feel like to be out of peace when you you're in peace? You're at peace. What does it feel like when you're not in peace? You're stressed. You're worried. You're fearful. Uh, you have anxiety, you know, these these fleshly emotions, you're easily triggered. These are all signs that it's time to pray, that it's time to focus back on 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 God internally, not only externally, but internally. You know, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. So, you know, to get in a place of stillness and to recognize that God is who he says he is, and he's got all things in his hands. His His ways far exceed our ways, you know. Even though we have the mind of Christ, we still got to remember who's on the throne of our soul. Do you believe that all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything? All, say that for me again. <laughs> do, you you, be, do you believe that all thoughts are all lies 
all the time about anything. All thoughts are all lies about anything all the time? Yes. Uh, some thought, I mean, your thoughts come from God and your thoughts come from you or your thoughts come from the enemy. Give me an example of a thought that comes from God. Uh, yeah, for example, you're going to make it through this. I love you. Daniel, talk to this person. Go lay hands on this person who's hurt. Uh, you know, I'm just giving you basic examples of how God was speak. Hey, Daniel, pay for this person's uh, meal. Hey, Daniel, uh, buy this person's coffee because it's going to impact them. It's going to keep them from committing suicide. You know, things like this are probably some thoughts from God. A thought from me uh, would be like, man, I'm hungry right now. Or, 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 hey, I need to, you know, I need to pay this bill right now, which that could be God too, reminding you, you need to pay your bills, you know, <laughs> or, or the enemy will be like, hey, go jump off that cliff. Hey, you know, go hang, go, uh, go, go, go beat your kids for no reason. Hey, go cuss your wife out. You know, those kind of things are, are the thought processes, you know? So you don't believe that all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything? I would say by how I answered this question, I like how you word things, Jesse. I'd say, <laughs> but I'd say by the way you're answering the question, um, thoughts come from different places, and that they're not all lies, because that would be, able, be be to say that the thoughts that come from God are lies too, and that's not true. Do you um, do you create? Have you do you create your own thoughts that you get? Do you create them? Do I create my own thoughts? Yes. Uh I would say my my thoughts are from my experiences in life what I what I've what I've been given knowledge from like from the bible or from this world thoughts are generated from that you know from what we are have experienced or what spirit you know is talking to us per se um am I naturally creating I mean my spirit the spirit Daniel you know um has has thoughts that are created but i think god gives us like i said god gives us thoughts the devil gives us thoughts and we we have thoughts that come from our spirit too but that's kind of subjective because life throws all kinds of things at us and we have the natural world and we have the spiritual world at work so i think thoughts are derived from these places and do you create any thoughts at all of your own do i create any thoughts well god's yeah. the creator so but i would say do you ever create any of your the thoughts that you have. Do I ever, I really got to think on this now. Let me just think. Do right. I, do I create any of the thoughts that I have? Um, I mean, for example, the thought that just came to me just popped in my head is I'm hungry. So, and I'm not really that hungry, but I'm hungry popped in my head. And did so you create that? that? I think that comes from me. Yes. And how did you create that? Rather than your your uh, natural desire for food, how did you create? I'm hungry now. Did a thought come first and a feeling, or did you create it first and then it came? No, I didn't create. That thought popped in my head. So did you create that? I, I think it come from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to lead down the path with you, Jesse. <laughs> so let me ask. When you because I'm not God, you know I'm not God. God we, resides in me. I'm not a God within myself. Right yeah, you know. When so you, I, I I can't create nothing in my own ability. I have to use the have the Creator leading me. You know. And so sometimes you believe that thoughts are from God, right? Yes. And and how do you do you hear that thought in your head that's from God? Yeah. Well, internally. Uh, I can, you know, the Bible, it's been proven actually by science that the heart actually has its own thought processes, you know? So, so I, I actually would say a lot of my, my thoughts from the Lord is birthed in the abundance of my heart. So do you, you hear know? it in a voice? Yes. You hear God's voice Some, in a voice. A, a lot of times I can, it's, it would sound almost it would sound like a, it's hard to explain. It would sound, it's spiritual. So it sounds like a thought, but it's not really a thought. There's a, there's a, a distinct difference when the spirit of the Lord is speaking to me internally about something. Um, and, and does the, the voice of the devil come from that same area, like a thought? Uh, you can tell, you can tell it's different. The, when the father, when, when the father is speaking through his spirit to me, um, 
I can, I can feel it, man. It's just, it's just his presence is there. You know, you just can feel his love, his glory is there. And there's just no doubt. You, you just know, it says my sheep will know my voice and they will not listen to the voice of a stranger. Right. Right. So I just, I know his voice when he's speaking. Um, in the, in the word, in the scriptures, it says that, uh, um, bring all thoughts into captivity mm -hmm. and that God's voice is a voiceless voice. And that my children shall know me by my voice. Why do people believe that the voice that they hear in the imagination is from God? And he said that my children shall know me by my voice. Like the children that listen to the voices in the head that sound mm -hmm. like them and it feels like them. Uh, it's the voice of the devil. Mm -hmm. And the ones that come from the heart is a voiceless voice. It's a revelation. Why do Christians still believe the devil voice is the voice of God? Or their own. Why do Christians believe? You know, we use the verse "take every thought captive." Yeah. that exalt that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Um, I think the way to derive or to figure out what voice is speaking to you is you must know the word. You must have a foundation because the word is the the foundational basis of of God's character and who He is. And if you really read it, let now watch this, led by the Spirit, not just with like some carnalize if you read the word appropriately then you're going to know how god's voice is speaking i think the reason some christians get diluted and they don't understand is because they don't take time to really get to know god and build that relationship with him so they start to hear the voice of another and they'll even say that this is really god speaking you know and it's and it's actually another voice that is speaking what i've noticed is that and you can correct me is that sure. uh people who learn the bible they study mm -hmm. the bible they remember the bible they quote the bible they don't seem to realize that the devil is quoting the Bible in their thoughts mm -hmm. and they think that it's them or God repeating the Bible and they only have it intellectually, but they never come to know God because they have intellectually learned the truth instead mm -hmm. of knowing the truth. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. And oh, how yeah. can one tell when the devil is quoting the Bible because God does not quote the Bible? How can one tell when the devil is quoted the Bible versus God? The fruit, the fruit of it. A good tree bears good fruit, a bad, bad tree bears bad fruit. Here's an example. Before Saul became Paul, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He knew the law better than anybody. He thought he was righteously doing what God was telling him to do by murdering the Christians, right? And then he came to find out that the voice he was listening to was the wrong voice. He was listening to the voice of the Pharisees, which was not the father yeah. that Jesus was listening to. And it wasn't until he was hit off that horse and had a true encounter with with love with Jesus Christ that he started to learn, wow, I've been looking at this through the lens of uh, the wrong religion. You know, G God's religion is pure and undefiled. So when he looked through the the, the lens like a Pharisee, you know, he was killing people by the letter of the law instead of being led by the spirit. So, you know, I think this is what happens. A lot of people get zealous the wrong way. Even today, we see people acting like Saul. We see Christians read the Bible without the Holy Spirit leading them. If they're not led by the Spirit of the Lord, they're going to read it from a carnal state. And the letter, the Bible tells us that the letter of the law kills, but the Spirit brings life. So when a person's not truly listening to uh, being inspired by the Holy Spirit while they're actually reading the Word, the rhema Word, the inspired Word, right? When they're not actually reading that and uh, they're only reading it by Logos or their Sola Scriptura, you know, which is fine. We need Sola Scriptura. But if the spirit isn't up on it, you're going to be you're going to have the letter of the law and the letter of the law kills. And it's without the spirit. There's nothing. And I think a lot of uh, that's why you have a lot of what we call cessationist Christians thinking that what they're doing is correct. But they're, they're void of power. They're yeah. void of anything. They're just a bunch of word. Amazing. You know? Do you have fear? Do I have fear? Yes. Fe well, you know, tell me fear of what? In Inwardly, not practical fear where you're walking down the road or you have to defend yourself in a physical way, but inwardly, do you have fear? I have a fear of the Lord. I have a fear of, um, you know, transgressing or doing something wrong, which keeps me in a healthy place. Uh, not that not that doing something wrong is going to send me to hell because grace and compassion and mercy is there, especially if I'm not doing it willingly. Right. Uh, but my fear is not based a lot on this world. If I can fear sneak up on me in certain situations, 100 uh, percent. But I have to take that fear captive because uh, it tells us that the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind. Now, I'm quoting that scripture 
But Jesse, until you put me in a certain situation, like if I'm in the middle of an earthquake or a tsunami's coming, I can't tell you that I wouldn't experience uh, some type of fear that I would have. Well, to I don't mean that kind of that. practical fear, you know, that your physical body may get hurt. But I'm asking, do you have inward, inwardly, do you have fear? Mm, I, there's not not that I can. I mean, I don't want to sound cocky here, but <laughs> I, I I don't. I, I I can't think of nothing off top. I'm not I'm not going out here and being fearful of how my day is going to go and stuff. I try to walk by faith and not by sight. You know? Right. Do you did you forgive your mother? Did I forgive my mother? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I forgive my mother. I forgive my father. I forgive everybody. Yeah. You forgave your mother. Yeah, I, had, I mean, it, did you tell her that? I forgave my mother. I've had conversations with her. I forgave my father. I've had conversations with him. <laughs> so you went to your mother and told you, her you forgive her for what she did to you? If she did something wrong to me, yeah. You told her that? Yeah, I said, Mom, I needed to tell you that there's things that happened in my life that I need to ask you for forgiveness for. No, not asking her for forgiveness. God didn't tell us to ask anyone for forgiveness. He said, for oh, that's us that. to forgive, forgive and I will forgive you because human beings don't forgive. Did mm -hmm. you for, so did you tell your mother you forgive her for turning you away from your father, impose her will on you, recreate you in her image? Did you forgive her for those things? I see where you're going here. <laughs> did I do I forgive my mom for what now? You no. gotta you gotta you said now the father said if you can't forgive others of their sins against you, how can the father forgive? You right. right. So did you go to your mother and forgive her for 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 imposing her will on you, being jealous of your father, turning you away from him, and all that? Being jealous of my father, turning you away from the father, turning me away from the father. How would my how did my mother do that to me? Um, by playing victim, by resenting your father, uh, uh, by uh making you believe that she is the right way to go and not your father in, in little spiritual ways where you might not, you knew something was wrong, but you didn't know exactly what it was. Did you forgive her for those things? Uh, you, you're talking about not lining up to the, the Christian morality and the Christian ways of the Bible, like where the man, it goes, it goes God, father, mother, children. Well, right now I'm talking about as a kid, she turned yeah. you away from your earthly father, which yeah, turned you if, away from God. Did you forgive her for doing that? Well, of course I forgive her. You told her that? I didn't. I, my mother wouldn't have known any better at that time. She didn't have the knowledge and wisdom of that. Why would I hold that against her? But I know you're right. She wouldn't have known any better. Yeah, she couldn't help it. But did you, go and for, did you go forgive. and forgive her for that? <laughs> Jesse, I hadn't went up to her and said anything like that. I forgive them for the because Jesus said, "Forgive them for they know not what they do." Right, so but forget. he also said, "If you have anything against anyone, he called it art or something." But if you have anything against anyone, before yeah. you can enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must go and forgive, and I will forgive you. He didn't say go and ask them, but forgiveness is forgive them because they made you angry, and anger is hatred. And anyone that has anger cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's so true. did you go and apologize for resenting her for what she did to you? I didn't don't I didn't think I had resentment towards her for that. And, and why do you think that? Because if I know that she is in ignorance of something of that nature, I'm naturally going to just forgive her until and if I'm sent to bring revelation of something like that to her, I will and I'll let her know that she's forgiven of that. It's not something, I'm not sitting here dwelling and thinking on something like that. You know? Well, her spirit, that spirit, that wicked spirit that's in her is still controlling you. You might not realize it, but... No, no. I'm subject to the spirit of the Lord, Jesse. That, that, spirit isn't, that spirit isn't doing that. She needs deliverance. She needs to get deliverance. What would happen if you went and forgave her for what she did to you? I would have to have something in my heart that would tell me I need to forgive her for something. The spirit of the Lord ha would have to lead me to that. Yeah. So let's if what you're telling it, me, if what, let's if what you're telling me, for a minute, Did if she, what you're telling me though, Jesse, if what you're telling me is, is, is true. And I leave this interview and I figure that out. And I think about that. I will more than uh, happily go up to my mother and say, mom, I need, I need to ask you forgiveness for something. No, but don't right ask now, her for forgiveness. Women don't forgive. When, God oh, didn't women, tell you. 
God didn't tell you to go and ask for forgiveness. He said, go and forgive. I'm sorry for resenting you because it's the person with the anger that's doing the judgment, right? That's judging. So he said, go and forgive them and I will forgive you. Nowhere will we should go and ask for forgiveness, not from another human being. Oh, I mean, if I'm... And plus, somebody... women don't forgive anyway. <laughs> Isn't that true? No, Jesse. Women, <laughs> I've seen plenty of women ask for forgiveness. Uh-uh. Not ask for forgive, but forgive. They don't They forgive. forgive. Yes, forgive. Forgive. They and, forgive. And so yes, what do you I've think will happen if you went and forgave your mother for turning you away from your father? Because God I, said clearly before you can enter into the kingdom that you, know you what? must You know what, forgive. Jesse? If... If you're if you're on point with this right here, I believe she'll get delivered from demonic bondage. That's what I think. Because anybody well, at least who has you a, will. At le- <laughs> she might any- not because you she might not admit that she was wrong. It's hard for women to admit that they're wrong. Have you noticed that the hardest thing in the world for a woman to do is to admit she's wrong? She knows about everybody else's stuff. She remember every detail, but she would never admit she was wrong. Well, I think when somebody is hurt. They, 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 they're going to, I've seen on both sides, I've seen with children, men and women, they, it's hard for them to admit that, that they're wrong. And did you forgive your father for not protecting you from your mother? I, like I said, Jesse, I, if I have to go up to, I've, I forgave them for, I've asked for, well, don't ask you, for, you said don't ask asking? for forgiveness. I have forgiven them, <laughs> forgiven them, Jesse. I but have forgiven my you- mother and father. Why are you asking for forgiveness when God never said ask anyone for forgiveness? He never said that. Why do you do it that way? Well, if here's the thing. If if I have caused trouble to somebody, I will go up to them and say, I need you to forgive me for trans for coming against you, for causing problems. I think that's why would you nothing- do it that way? That's not the way it's written. Well, because that's a humble position to take, and it brings breakthrough. If no, you go low, if the, you go the, low, Christ goes high. The most humble way is if you offend someone, you go to them and say, "Hey, I'm sorry for offending you. I was wrong." And then well, say, I'm, "Ask for forgiveness." I'm not a sorry person, so I can't tell you I'm sorry. Oh, you're not sorry for doing for what you've done. Well, I'm not a sorry person, but I can ask for forgiveness for for I, hey, forgive me for for stealing. Hey, forgive me for cussing you out. Hey, forgive me for hurting you 12 years ago. I'm sorry for that. See, so if I say I'm sorry, or if I say, what's better? Let me ask you this. Is it better to say I'm sorry, or is it better to say I forgive? It's best to say I was wrong. I'm sorry. So are you a sorry person, though, Jesse? I'm, I'm sorry for being wrong. I made mean, you know, I was, if I offended someone, hey, I was wrong for offending you. And I don't a, think offend- you're a sorry person. Well, what do you mean by sorry person? Well, a sorry person is a you know like a a lazy like a, person. Sorry is like yo this this person is they need to change something <laughs> they're jacked up you know. Oh, I don't I'm quite so- understand that, but you're not a sorry. But well, I'm saying you're not a sorry person. So like a say, lazy I'm, person. Well, sorry means lazy. I got to look at the description. What does sorry mean to you when you say are you sorry? What does sorry mean? If I say if you say somebody is a sorry person, that means somebody who who doesn't really care about how they're doing things. I guess you could even use the word lazy in a, in certain certain context. You know, they just pretty much don't care it for that time. So oh, a sorry person. Yeah, We're not sorry like person. that, man. What the? Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're not a sorry person. I'm just saying we can work. It can be. It can become a play on words. You no, know. I, but I'm saying if you offend someone, you're going to say, "Hey, I was wrong," and if the person you, is. Have, but that's still it, that's that's still asking for forgiveness though. No, you only ask God for forgiveness, not someone else. You're just admitting you're wrong. Let me ask, where is the kingdom of heaven? The king the kingdom of heaven is within and around. And what does that mean that it's within and around? What do you mean? What so the so so saying the kingdom of God is within you. I mean if the Holy Spirit abides within you. That means the realities of heaven are within you also. So the kingdom of God contains healing. The kingdom of God contains deliverance. The kingdom of God contains salvation. So you bring the kingdom wherever you go. You remember when Jesus stepped on the scene, he said, the kingdom of God uh, is at hand. The kingdom of God is here now that I am here. And it says we are little Christ-like ones. So we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So when we step on the scene, 
the kingdom of God becomes on the scene. We change the atmosphere and we represent God's kingdom because we come from the kingdom. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So the kingdom of God is within. And when we walk around, it also is around us, too. We're definitely within and it's above us, uh, above and within. Can you enter the kingdom of heaven within without forgiving first? Can you enter the kingdom of heaven within uh, without forgiving? Your heart disposition has to be towards forgiving. forgiving. So, you you yeah. have to be in a, you cannot, uh, prideful people, people that have, uh, choose to have unforgiveness in their heart are actually pushing against God. They're kicking against the goads. It's hard to enter into something that doesn't, uh, rep- if, you, if you don't represent the, the facets and the things of the kingdom, how, how are you going to be able to enter into it? So I'm black and slow, and I apologize, but I'm black and slow. Yeah, you know you're not people. slow, man. You're you know how black slow. people are, right? Um, no, no. You're my, bro- <laughs> you're my brother. Hopefully, if you're a Christian, I, I got to call you brother. And so can you, is it possible to enter into the kingdom of heaven before you forgive? Is it possible to enter into the kingdom of heaven Now, this is going to be interesting when I say this. If I am walking in the kingdom of heaven and you are in a, what your show says, fallen state, I am bringing the kingdom of heaven on the scene. You are getting a taste, taste and see that the Lord is good. You're going to get a taste of the kingdom of heaven. So because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary and he said it is finished, it allows all flesh, my spirit will be poured out on all flesh to experience the kingdom of God. Now it's up to you once you taste and see, and once you get to experience that, to continue to walk in the kingdom reality and the kingdom of God. You can say, I don't want none of this. I'm walking away. Is it possible to enter into the kingdom of heaven before you forgive? Well, that's what I just told you when I was. I didn't understand that. What (laughs) da? Yeah, I mean if I let's say I'm I'm talking spiritually to you here. If I'm walking in the kingdom of heaven, if I'm No, the but what I'm asking you, is it possible for a human being to enter into the kingdom of heaven before they forgive? Is it possible? Well, can I use some scripture? Yeah, not a lot, at, but you use some. Yeah, you because know John 8. So John yeah, John 8, the woman caught in the act of adultery. Right. She was thrown on the ground. She was caught sleeping with somebody's husband. In right. the act, the Bible says, Jesus was walking with the kingdom, right? He he is the king of the kingdom. And this woman experienced the kingdom of God and what it contains without actually in the moment forgiving. After she did experience it, she chose to go and sin no more because she had experienced the kingdom of God. So she to say that somebody doesn't get to experience or, or enter and experience the kingdom of God without forgiving would take away grace. So you can't or mercy or compassion to continue in the kingdom of God. That is a choice you have to make. You cannot continue to walk in the kingdom of God and continue to experience the things of the kingdom without rightfully ex, uh, accepting Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth and the life. He is the only door. It's the only entry point. So because I am it's, black and slow, it, can you give me a yes or no on this one? Is it possible to enter into the kingdom of heaven before you forgive? Is it possible to enter the kingdom of heaven before you forgive? I just answered the question. Give me it's a yes or no, because I didn't understand that answer. You may be right. I'm not saying it's wrong. All yeah, right. It's, it's hard but to really I'm get... asking you, is it possible to enter into the kingdom of heaven before you forgive? Uh, if you, it depends on the context of the question. It's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to really give a yes or no black and white answer on that because it depends on how you're how you're asking it. But Christ, if you're, quite- I, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. So if you're asking me, can a per, if you're asking me black and white, can a person enter into the kingdom of ha- heaven uh, before they uh, forgive? If you're bringing the gospel on the scene so they can experience the kingdom of God, they're getting a taste of that. Are they entering all the way in? No. So you do have to forgive to enter all way all the way into the kingdom of God. Yes. Amazing. Um uh, was that was that better? It, it was it, it was a little clearer. I, I understand yeah, yeah. What, what you mean. But let me yeah. ask. Uh because this is where people if I don't if I don't bring this right here, it doesn't get people thinking. Remember Jesus spoke in parables. If I don't give that if I don't give that right there, people don't think. 
and they'll get stuck one way. And Jesus says, let your yes be yes, no be no. Anything right. in between is of the enemy. But Jesus always spoke in a parable, which made people think. So that's what I'm trying to do here. Is but get he was quite think. clear with, before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. Let me ask. Um, it's easier for, it's easier for, uh, you can't, yes. It says that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than because, for a rich man. To, because the last yeah. thing that most people want to do is go and forgive. They, they yes. know, and so that's what makes it hard. That's what I asked. And Jesus made it clear yes. that before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. Do you have anger? Do I have anger? Do you have anger? No. You have no angry anger? I, there's, there can be what's called righteous anger towards immoral things and towards things that are wrong. So if you ask me, do I have anger? I have righteous anger towards things when so you, things happen. Do you have anger? I just don't let the sun go down on anger. So <laughs> don't <laughs> do let I, the do sun I, go down on me. Yeah. yeah. I think I think to say, do I have anger? Do I take ownership of anger? No. Do, you, uh, do I have, do you have, do I have right? Do I have righteous anger? Yes. And what does righteous anger feel like? Uh, it's 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 a righteous indignation. It's what God hates. You know, hate what God hates. God hates. When things are done upside down, he doesn't like some of the states of this world. He doesn't, he hates sin. He hates the consequences of sin. So if you're talking about those things, yes, I have anger towards those things. And righteous so, anger, though. And so you have righteous anger. How do you know you don't have unrighteous anger? Uh, because my, my, my purpose is not to hurt or kill or murder somebody or to cause pain. So you never get mad. I never get mad. Um, there has to be, I, you got to give me some situations and I'll tell you what I get mad about. Do you ever get mad? Get mad in what kind, in what situation? In a mad light way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I like you just, do I, do I get mad? Um, let's just put it this way. If, if, if I get mad in the flesh, it's it's taken care of really fast. So yes, there is times where I fleshly uh, can get angry. Yes, so you do get mad. Um, is is madness, which is anger, is that of God or of the devil? Uh, I think the enemy can poke and prod. It can be of the flesh, and it can actually become a demonic problem if it isn't taken care of. Is the spirit of the devil of the flesh? Uh is the spirit of the devil of the flesh. The spirit of the devil of the flesh. He can live in the flesh, yes. So the spirit of the devil is of the flesh, right? It can be in the soul. He can be in the soul. It can be in the flesh. How can he be in the soul? Mind, will, and emotions. Demonic strongholds. Demonic bondage. But that's of the flesh. Nah, soul is mind, will, and emotions. Flesh is... Flesh is, is the reaction of the soul. And so when you get mad at times, what do you think about that? You know, so let me, let me go back to that real quick. Flesh means uh, what causes ailment, what causes problems within the fleshly body. Soul is mind, will, and emotions. When, when I'm thinking of it in that way, I'm thinking how the, how the demonic realm, the devil's realm influences our, our body as a, as a temple, you know? So the flesh, the soul, the spirit, um, amazing. Let me ask, you said that if Jesus defeated death, then we as sons of God also defeat death. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. When you, you become regenerated, you, your spirit, you become born again, you become a new creation. This is not your home anymore. You're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You have defeated death with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. That means you are spiritually immortal. You will live on forever in, in the kingdom of God. At the end of it all, you're not no longer just an ambassador representing, representing him. You will then be home eternally, 100%. So we, we've defeated death in the grave also. We will be have a new body. We will have uh, a new earth and a new heaven one day where we will reside 100% in God's eternal glory with his, through, and, and Jesus lighting up that world. Do you believe that... Um... Um, do you believe that when you, when you speak of death, do you believe that children of God die? Do I believe children of God 
die? Yeah, I the sons of God, do they die? I believe they 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 sleep and wake up. Do you believe they die? Do I believe they die? Yes. Their 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 flesh body goes to the grave, their spirit lives on. What do, what do you when you say die? You know, you ask these questions. I got to make sure that I, I, I it's hard <laughs> to give you a direct See, here's the thing. I like giving the yes and no's. Right. But you you're giving me questions that anybody would have to think on because it's a it's a question that makes you think and that's what your show's about. So, do children of God die? Yeah. Their flesh dies. Their spirit lives on eternally and they will be given a new body one day. If we're talking scripturally, um, amazing. Let me ask, is, is Jesus the son of God? Because I, I know some Christians believe Jesus is God. Is Jesus the son of God or God? Both. What do you mean both? I'm Trinitarian. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three. Uh, three encompassed in one. Three, three. The triune nature of God. Jesus is God. He is the great I am. When he, he was before Abraham. So if he was God, why did he say my father sent me? Because Jesus was in this time and space. But who is the father that sent him if he's God? Why did he just say I came on my own? The father is the expressed image. I mean, he is the father. Jesus is the expressed image of all three. He is what we see. When we see the father, we see him. When we, when we but when he would say my father sent me, who was he referring to? He was, he was thinking about his father. And who was his father? God. And if God is his father, how he God? Because he comes from God, <laughs> which Jesus, makes him God. Did Jesus ever say, I'm God? He said, I am. Did he ever say, Abraham, I am God? When, when he, yes, he said, I am. They but, said, who are you? They said, I am. When he says the words, I am, he is saying, he, and he said, before Abraham was, I, I was. But I did am. he ever say that he was God? He said in the Bible, yeah, in the in the Gospels, I can't remember exactly where. But so somewhere in the Bible, Jesus that. said, "I am God." Well, let me find the scripture. I'll get back to you. All right. <laughs> okay. But yes, he, well, he says several times that he he as you say, "I am." He said, "I think it was, uh, uh, you are the Messiah. You truly are the Son of God." When the soldiers came to arrest him, who are you? I am, meaning the great I am. But he never he said that he was God. Saying that statement, I am, is saying that you are God. No, I not. am that I am. No, that's not what that means, man. What the? Yeah. Why do you? Why do Christians read more into it than what it says? Because he never said he was God, but the Christians are convinced so, that so he said say, he was God. To, to even say that I am the Son of God, right? So he's the Son of his he Father. Was, watch this. If he had yeah. said, "I'm," why would he say, "I'm the Son of God"? But if but he is God, this. why does he just say I'm God and, and, and there the immaculate conception, right? Holy Spirit, Mary, Jesus is born. Where does where does Jesus come from? The substance he came of from God. the father. Exactly. So he's it not says, the father. Says, he came it from says the this, father. Watch this. In Genesis, it says they are made in our image. The, as the voice of many waters, when the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit speak, it is like the voice of, is, they're in unison at one time speaking. It is like the voice of many waters. Holy Spirit is God. Jesus so let me is God. Let me Father ask is God. The Holy Spirit is God too? Yeah, all day. What? Uh, let me ask this. All day, every day. Let me ask. Uh, when Jesus said, I'm going to seek my Father's will, I got to go pray. Leave me alone. I'm going to pray. I got to seek my Father's will. Was he talking about his own will? When he said, I'm going to seek to, my Father's will. Yeah. So we have to understand something. Wait, Jesus, let me just ask, was he talking about his own will when he said, I'm going to see what my Father will have me to do? The, the was, he, was he saying, I'm going to see what I have my own self to do? The Father's will is his will. because he. Him, him, well, why him did and, he have to go to seek the Father's will then? Because that's the that's what he that's that's what our flesh is to do is to seek seek God. Remember, Jesus but if he was, was God, why did he have to go off to seek God's will? I'm, I'm going to answer your question. Jesus was a hundred percent flesh, a hundred percent God. 
he still had to he still had his carnal nature that had to be under the submission of the holy spirit had to be under this just like us right he came and he he lived a perfect life he lived a life that we that we could not live and he he did everything that we should do he gave us the 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 blueprint of what it looks like to live this this carnal life in the spirit right so he was walking in this time and space as as man and as god so you got to remember, he, he came never into this that, time. He, he came into this space. He never said those things. Why would the Christian make those things up? What Christians made that up? I don't know where they came Psalms, from. I think Psalms, 40, Psalms 42. I think you're evangelical. But let me ask this because of time. I got so much I want to yes. get to here. Um, yeah. When God said on the cross, forgive them, Father. They know, when Christ said, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Who was he talking to then? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Yes. He's, talk, he's talking to his Father. And so if he were God, well, how can he be talking to his Father if he is the Father? If he was God, how can he be talking to the Father if he is the I didn't say Jesus was the Father. You said he, he was is God. The, he is the Son, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But you said he was God. Yes, he is God. And so why did he say for? tell someone else to forgive them. They know not what they do. Why not just say, I forgive y'all. Y'all don't know what y'all are doing. I forgive you. Why did he have to tell the father or ask the father to forgive them? Was, let me ask you this. Man was sinful, right? No, but answer that first for me. Yeah. I'm, Why I'm, did he I'm have answer, to ask I'm his answering. father to do it if he was God, the father? Why did he say that again? If he was God, the father, right? Why did God, he have to he ask his God. father to do it? He's not God the Father. What? Uh, I need a drink. He's, he's God the Son. But you said he was God. He is God. Okay. I got to ask. He you, is God. You're married, right? Yes, sir. Is your wife a preacher? Is my wife a preacher? Yes. She, she, can, she, can, she can give out the good news of the gospel, yes. Is she a preacher? Is she a preacher? She can preach, yes. She is, she is she preacher, a preacher, yes. though? I'm just trying to ask, because yeah. I think I read that she is a preacher. Is that true? Is she a preacher? She preaches, yes. She's a preacher. But is she a preacher? When you say a preacher, that means preacher You know means how somebody... you are a preacher, right? Yeah, You're a yes. My, is your wife, wife a preacher? My wife is a preacher so, of the gospel. So why did you let her become a preacher? Why did I let her become a preacher? Right. Uh, the same reason you see women women preaching the gospel in, in the uh, Bible. But that's because they are on an ego in the Bible. They don't preach. They're not preachers in the Bible. But let me ask, yes, why yes. did you let your wife become a preacher? Do you believe in the order of God and Christ? Christ mm -hmm. and man, man over woman and woman over children? My my wife's my wife is submitted to me in Christ. Yeah. Do you believe in that order? God and Christ, yes. Christ and man, man over woman, woman over children? Yes. It's in the it's not in the nature of a woman to lead. She doesn't have it in her to lead. It's in her to follow. And if a woman is pretending to be a preacher, she's saying that she's a leader. Why would you let your wife pretend that she's a leader? Why would I allow my wife to pretend that she is a leader? Right, because women are not supposed to lead. Men is not in them. They why? follow the man as the man uh, why? lead. Why, why would you let her be that if it's not from God? So why was Deborah made a prophet of, a, of nation? Who would, a judge, I, I mean. Deborah was a not a preacher. I'm trying, and, and Deborah. She was a judge. But tell me about your wife, though. Why would you she let, was a leader. Why would you let your wife be would you ever let my, your wife be the head of you? My, my my wife leads under godly structure. So if she's speaking to other women and and she's 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 speaking at let's say she gets up and she she shares an event, she's doing it under the submission and of 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 me and Christ. Uh, are you over your? Are you the head of your wife? I am. Does she? I am the pre. I'm the priest of my home. Yes. How about of your wife? Yes. Does she obey you? My wife listens to me. In love through Christ, like Ephesians five tells us. Does she yeah. obey you? Obey. What do you mean by obey? Obey. Like for, a wife like should for, obey her husband. Does she obey you? 
Yes, my wife obeys me. Yes. She does obey you? She follows my lead. Yes. Does she obey you? Does she obey me? Is she obedient? Is that what you're asking me? No, I'm asking, does she obey you? Does my wife obey me? Yes. Like in what, like when you say obey, do you mean like forced submission or do you mean like in love? I'm only asking, asking, does your wife, <laughs> does, because you got to understand, your, you does your wife obey you? My wife obeys me in the love of Christ. And when I tell her something, uh, she does not kick against me. No. So she obeys you? Yes. She does. How do you deal with the hell in her when it comes out? You know, sometimes they just mad about nothing. You wake up in the morning with a smile. She ready to go off. Are you happy? And she tick. How do you deal with the hell of your wife when it comes out? I cast the demon out, man. That's easy. So how do you? So when the hell is coming out, you how do you how do you cast the demon out of her? You know what? Uh, it says that perfect love casts out fear. Love covers a multitude of sins. I show her the love of Christ, and she. You know, I comfort her. I love her. And uh, I let her I don't I don't suppress her. And, you know, some people, some men believe that they have to use emotion in the wrong way to cause their wife to obey. The Bible is very. But how clear. do you deal with the hell that's in her, though? How do I deal with the hell that's in her? Yes. I, I don't see hell in her. I see my bride. But I you said when it's coming out, you cast it. I was I was being sarcastic. I was saying that if it's a demon, I'm casting that thing out. Right, it is a demon. And you cast it out through so the power ask, of Jesus Christ. Isn't it true? Is it true that the God above is the man's God and the God below is the woman's God? Hold on here. God <laughs> the God above is the what in the world? The God above is the man God and what? And, and the God below is the woman's God. No. That there is that is that that doesn't that isn't true. Why you say it's not true? Because they have to submit to the same God I submit to. But they only submit to the devil. That's nothing. <laughs> oh, so you're saying women only submit to the devil until they forgive their mothers because the hell come through the woman because of what Eve did. Remember how Eve listened to the serpent and the serpent became her god, uh-huh. and then the man listened to the woman and the woman became the man's god. Remember that. Uh-huh. Hold on. The, the woman listened to the serpent. And, and he became serpent, her God. Uh-huh. You remember that? She obeyed, she obeyed Satan. And, and he became ate, her God. She, she became obedient to what Satan was saying. So and he became how, her God. And that's so how he became her God, right? Because she became obedient to the serpent. She no longer she, would listen to her husband. Okay, but she... Is that true she, or not? Well, that's where they say original sin. And so in. that made the devil the woman's God. And then the man listened to the woman and the woman became the man's God. That's why God said every time you listen to the woman, you're going to oh, suffer. A man right. should never listen to a woman. They became out of order. They come out of order. Yeah. They, they came out of what biblically is supposed to be lined up. That, so now is to God say in, that, to say so that now he, do you believe me when I say is God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children? And that every time the man listens to the woman, he suffers? When he allows her to take authority over him in the home or in life, yes, that's not He does that's suffer, right. and that's because Satan is her God, and he should not listen to the devil. Well, when you, when you come out of that biblical order, yes, that, that's where you get the story of like Jezebel and Ahab, you mm-hmm. know? Ahab was submissive to, the, to Jezebel, and instead of him taking authority and leading, because of that, the Sidonian gods, Satan— entered into the land, and they started letting uh, idols and stuff back into the land. Have yes. you noticed that every time a man listens to a woman now, he suffers? Every time a man listens to a woman, they suffer. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. The woman can, is, is the, the weaker vessel. Which because she's of the, the devil. No. That's but you true. disagree you, with me that the devil is her God no, no. until the man have, bring her but, out of the hell that she's in until she repent. Yeah, but, but let but me you ask can, you this because of time. The woman, I know, hold on. I don't want you to clip me off here and then okay. say I said something I didn't say. Right. Uh, hold on. My opinion, biblical order in a household is the woman can hear from the Holy Spirit. So, so, so you, as a man, you have to trust that your wife also ha- hears the voice of God and she can help 
lead the family through listening to the Holy Spirit. So you watch this, not that you you would come and say, I submit to you, I listen to you, but you have to trust that there's times in the in your life in ministry that your wife is hearing from God and that when she's hearing from God, you take that, you take that to the Lord and you go, you know what, baby, you're right. Now where she becomes but, wrong is if the man chooses not to listen and she starts to usurp authority and become angry because you didn't listen to her. Now that now we're in a bad place, but the man has to trust that she also hears from God and that she's taking care of the home while the man is doing what he needs to do. Leading. Make a long story short because of time. Then why did God say every time the man listens to the woman, he suffers? We're we're talking. You're you're talking some old covenant stuff here. Why did we're God in, we're say in a better, that? We're if, in a new if a man one, should listen to the woman, why did God not want us to listen to her? Because every time the man listened to her, he suffered. Just think Jesus, about it. I can't Jesus, get it. Hold on. When Jesus rose again and, and, and Mary was sitting there and the women were there, they went and they told everybody about it. So people listened to those women, right? Right. About the goodness. So why did those people listen to those women about Jesus Christ? Because there are three ways to communicate. Telephone, telegraph, and tell a woman. <laughs> <laughs> a woman going to go and tell it. It might not be true or not, but she's going to tell it. And so that's why they used a the woman. But let me ask you this because of time. What's wrong with the blacks? Absolutely nothing. And nothing wrong with them. As long if hey, if they got Christ and they they're born again, guess what? They're my brothers and sisters in Christ. But what's they, wrong they, with them though? They hate the whites. They blame the whites. They always cry racism and and they want affirmative action. They want reparation and they blame the white people. They believe that white people are superior to them. That's why they call white people white superior. What's wrong with them that they're constantly blaming someone else for the, their failure in life? I would I would say this, Jesse. I would say victimization is demonic, and the Bible tells us that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So anybody who cries victim is in the wrong, and they're listening to the enemy. I, I agree with you. They're possessed by the devil and don't know it. Not all black people are possessed by the devil. Uh, 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 Why do you say not all? Not all, no, no, all no. All are until they're born of their father. Until they're born again in Christ Jesus, all of us, all white, black, Mexican, Asian, all, all. I don't separate color, man. Why do you think that they hate the white man so much? They have critical race theory and they're trying to take his land and do what they have I, done in South Africa. You know what it is? Oh, you just said, though, they're, they're possessed. And I agree with no, that. No, I did not say that. I did not say that. I think that there's demonic... <laughs> globalist powers that are that are in place that are that are moving the narrative and i think people who are in ignorance are listening to those demonic powers and playing the game they're playing the chess they're playing that chessboard and they're being a pawn moved do you, and some people people don't realize that do you believe racism exists do i believe racism exists do you believe racism exists i believe there are people out there that are led by hatred and anger and they have racist hearts and do you so, believe yes, racism yes, they exists they are racist. If they, do they have if, evil hearts or racist hearts? Same thing. Do they have evil heart or racist hearts? It's the same thing. But did God say they had evil heart or racist heart? If you have a if you have a racist heart, you have an evil heart. Did God say they had racist heart or evil hearts? I've already answered the question. No, but I want to understand where you get the word racist for. God never mentioned racism at all. No, He said we wrestle against. Spirits and principality and wickedness, evil things. Mm -hmm. Why do you call evil thing racist? I I didn't. I think you you brought up the word racism. No, uh, no, you said that they have racist heart. If, if you have, did a you say racist, they have racist? I don't want to misquote you. Did you uh, say they have racist hearts? I said if they have a racist heart, if they believe the word racism and racist, and they have a racist heart, they have hatred in their heart towards. A color or another person. Group, but why not call it evil. what it is, which is evil? They have hatred of the heart. Why not okay. call it instead of covering it up with a fake word like racism? Because racism does not exist. It has never existed. It's a made up word. Well, why cover they, the devil up by putting a, a word over it like that so that they can see what's really going on? Well, why do people do a lot of the things and create a lot of things that aren't there? I don't know. But why do know. you do it? Why do. Being a minister and being of love, 
why do you cover up the devil by saying it's racism rather than just calling it evil? When did you, you when did you hear me say anybody's racist? I said if they have racism in their but they don't have heart. racism in their heart. They only have hate or good. Okay, it's just a word play at this point. I know, but you don't want to cover up the devil. You want to call the devil out for what he is, uh, right? Uh, hey, li- hey, listen. I, I, I think that there's evil in this world, and I think there's good in this world, and I think we need to choose the good that is only found in Christ Jesus. Um, did you vote for the great white hope? Did I vote for the great? Did I vote for Donald Trump? I, I 100% did. You did? Yes. Right on. I have to. I, sh- how would how would I, why would I vote the other way? Uh, that's right. I wanted to show the people who the great white hope is. Basically, yeah, all I've done is keep my promise. I rest my case. Yeah, the great I, white I, hope. So listen, yeah. man, I can go on with you all day. We ran out of time. I gotta put you on the hot seat. Hey, Jesus is God. I want to tell you that. Okay. Jesus is God. I just want people well, to know that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm a Trinitarian, Jesse. I'm a Trinitarian. But nowhere in the Bible where it talks about Trinity at all. Uh, it's God, it's God here, three three and one. But, but it's, we, not, we, it's not talked about in the Bible at all. Well, let's use the word God here then. What? Uh, let me. I got to put you on the hot seat. <laughs> I got to put you on the hot seat. Okay. And I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. All right. The hot seat. What is a man? What is a man? A, 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 and a man is, a, is, is an adult male. <laughs> That's what a man is. A male. Was Jesus white? No. Um, what is love? Love is God. Uh, did you take the jab? <laughs> a big N-O. A big N-O. Uh, is the earth flat around? Take me in a spaceship. Do you love white people? I love all people. No, do you love white people? I love all people. The question is, do you love white people? Yeah, but that can that can turn into a weird clip later on. <laughs> what can? That that clip can be used <laughs> in many ways. I love all people, Jesse. That's all I'm going to say. And why can't you say I love white people? I love white, black, Mexican. I love them all. Asians. But how about white people? I got love for all people. <laughs> um, uh, when I become president, I plan on banning computers. Isn't that amazing? Is that amazing idea? We're going to go back to primitive living. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need more white babies? Oh, <laughs> I hope we have all kinds of babies, Jesse. No, do we need more white babies? Because it's been said that whites are going down in numbers. I don't know how many white babies we're going to have. Everybody's mixing now. Um, I know. So do we need more white babies? I think we need all color babies. It makes the world world a better place. But how about white babies? I'm not going to single out a race group. Amazing. Um, I started White History Month in July. Did you know that? You started White History Month? Yeah, we're about to seven, celebrate our seven, it's a six or seven years coming up this July. <laughs> How's it going? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Would oh, you celebrate man. with us this in July, White History Month? I, I might want to see how you celebrate that, Jesse. You know why I started White History Month in July? Because <laughs> it why? Because it just feels white. Doesn't July feel white? I don't know. <laughs> it's Fourth uh, of July celebration, relax, reflection, appreciation for the country. Isn't that white? Why has that got to be white? Because white people started it. <laughs> so they came from Britain. So you might have, you might be onto something there. I rest my case. <laughs> you might be onto something there. So I got to get this done. Have you ever gone way beyond yonder? Way beyond yonder? Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in heaven, so I think I did. Does a chicken have lips? No. Uh, which is worse, having sex out of wedlock 
or having anger. Ooh, they're both a sin. There is no, there is no, um, there's, there's no, what do you call it? There's no levels and, and weights and, and scales on that. Is if you're talking, eight? if you're talking about in, in this term here, I would say, um, both have a very bad feeling with them. Is uh, anger good or evil? Uh, depends on what type of anger we're talking about. Is police brutality a real issue? Because I used to be in law enforcement, I've, I've seen it. So, yes, it, there is an issue with it in some cases, but it works on both ends. Yes. Are misraced kids more likely to suffer from identity issues? I would say, I would say with the way the world's going now, I don't see why they would. True or false, abortion is worse than slavery. Abortion is murder, but they're, but it's, but it's both, it's both a sinful thing. So is, is abortion worse than slavery? Yes. True or false, is abortion worse than slavery? I would say true because you're murdering somebody. Did you have fun? I had a good time. I like I like I like your style, Jesse. <laughs> Thank you. I enjoy having you on, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Tell the folks how they get in, how they can get involved with your ministry or reach your ministry, whatever you want to give out. Yeah, it's very simple. If you want to get involved, you want to see what we're about, you want to see our statement of faith because Jesse asked me a lot of questions. You can go to <laughs> www.thesupernaturallife.org and find out what we are all about and all the social media links and everything are on there. Nice. And thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget that the Father's Day is on locals.com. So click the link in the description to support our work and become a member of the Father's Day on YouTube, all right? Thank you all. Let me hear from you. And it was amazing talking to you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you asked some good questions, man. (laughs) Amazing. You you make me think. That was good. And that's what I want. I want people to start thinking for themselves to know that they know that they know, not just because someone said it. Yeah, it's hard, though, because you don't ask, like, straight yes and no's. You really have to think when, with the questions you ask, right which on. is really, it's beautiful, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. And I wish you well. We'll have you back. For sure, for sure. God bless you, Jesse. And God bless you, buddy. Thank you. Yes, see you. All right.